This is the MFG Cast. Hey guys, Kurt here. Another day, another interview, and I've got a great one. He's an oldie but goodie. We haven't seen him for almost a year now, I think. Six months. Six months. Okay. Gosh, sorry. Time goes by so fast these days, it's hard to tell what's what. Yeah. I've been turning, did did two games last year, one in in January, one in August, delivered in July and January. Nice. Awesome. Turn and turn. Yeah, so you're busting them out. Hot off the heels of the Lords of Rock. Kickstarter. We've got Dave Killingsworth from Solar Flare Games. Dave, thanks for coming back on. Hey, thanks. I'm glad glad to be here. Yeah, you bet. So what have you been doing lately? Becoming a Bond villain or becoming a wrestler? (laughs) I always love talking. Every time you come, the last time you came on, I was like, just with the name Dave Killingsworth, you have to be one of those two things. Come on. No, um, actually, just working on working on the game stuff, and uh, got a promotion at work, so I'm doing a lot more work at work, and more games, more work, more games, more work. <laughs> nice, that's awesome. We're we're gearing we're gearing up to launch the uh, new Kickstarter this week, and then we'll also be at PAX South this weekend. So it's a lot of stuff this week to get going. Wow, and all this with a all this with a little bug, man. How are you going to be able to do it? Lots of Nyquil or what? I take a ton of uh, Zycam and zinc and vitamin D, so. Nice. You go. You go the. You go the good route. How dare you? <laughs> if I had if I had time to just lay on the couch and sleep, I would. But I don't. <laughs> yeah. Too much. Too many good things coming coming out. So we're talking about your newest campaign coming up here for Nightmare Forest Alien Invasion. Why don't you tell us about what Nightmare Forest is? You know, because you had you had the previous release and kind of tell us about what Nightmare Forest is all about before we get into the Alien Invasion. So I had the idea at one point that I wanted to kind of, you know, watching Marvel and DC do their thing, I'm like, hey, I have a complete and total ego. I'm going to make my own universe. And we kind of crafted the Nightmare Forest universe. And the idea is there's this forest existing outside this place called the city, and weird stuff keeps happening there. And we've got it mapped out for the next three years. And what will happen is the first one was Nightmare Forest Dead Run. You, you and your friends are out camping and the first incursion into the forest by zombified forest critters, you know, so you're, you have to fight your way out. We actually even have a, a fake blog going about the person called the Lone Survivor, the only person who survived the zombie apocalypse in the forest. So if you go out to like uh, nightmaresareal.com, you can read the fake blog that's ongoing. But And then we decided, okay, so people really liked Dead Run. Uh, it was released into distribution in August and it's almost sold out completely so we're gonna probably do a, a second reprint or do a reprint of it with in conjunction with this Kickstarter if it goes well so the idea was, was how do we take this same fun kind of concept I'm not a big believer in just reskinning I think you know people have too many choices and there's too much fun to be had to to really just you know keep reinventing yourself instead of like 
hey, here's the same thing with different pictures. Mm -hmm. And so what we decided we really wanted to do is find a, a new way to play the game, but have a lot of the beats in it that people still really enjoy. You know, whether you like dice checking or not, I love it. So I put it in my games because you know, I want I want families to enjoy it. And, you know, if you're 40 something and you have a 10 year old, they can beat you if the dice go well in dead run. So the idea was how do we change that? So Alien Invasion is a year later in the world of nightmare forest and you, you, you've discovered these strange lights and you and your friends go together to the woods to find out what's going on. And you discover that the forest is overrun with aliens. And this is how we kind of launched into the concept of, okay, we took nightmare forest. Now we have aliens and okay, it's a co-op game. So there's a time limit and you have a different kind of antagonist. And now Instead of fleeing for your life, you're the pro protagonist saviors of the forest and the world. And that was just, I mean, that's how it kind of started. And we've got a fantasy based one planned for a year from now that's, uh, that's a cooperative tower defense mechanic. Yes. So it's just kind of figure out a way that gives people what they like from the first one in a new package and a new way to play. So they're truly getting honest value for their dollar and that was that's what we that's what we're about i could i could have just kept reskinning that thing over and over but i didn't really see the point because you know i want i want to give everybody something new and fun to play that's a great idea so what what made you what made you guys decide that nightmare force was the was the game that you were going to continue to approve upon and make this uh you know uh one of your flagship kind of game series one of the things people say they really enjoy is the humor that I put into my games. I'm a, I'm a cornball, um, you know, pun engineer, so to speak. And so it really lent itself to that. And, and the idea of, I don't know, there, that you have this city everybody lives in and this weird crap just keeps cropping up in this forest and nobody's decided to cut it to the ground and nobody's decided to uh, move away and everybody keeps walking back into it was like, okay, that's fun. That's, that's a fun little world to play in. And when we when we took when we got the math to work for Dead Run, we're like, okay, well the combat mechanic functions really really well, and you can move it from game engine to game engine, and not have to do a lot of reengineering. And and so part of it is practical. I don't have to spend a year um, with a guy I work with who who's got a math degree going, okay, how can we plug these numbers in and make them work and not blow up in everybody's face over and over. And that was part of it. And we've we did. Uh, thrash car which is our first one and it's a, just a straight up screw your neighbor game dressed up in race cars and silly stereotypes and then dumpster brawl was something i kind of did to remember my uncle my great uncle because i used to play uh, a lot of uh rummy and stuff with him is how i learned to play cards so i did combat rummy and we did nightmare forest and everybody just reacted so well to it that we're like okay this is fun you know and lords of rock is a i think is a really it's a good game but it, it is definitely a one-trick pony you know, I could give you a whole bunch of new characters, but you're still playing the same game, and there's not a there's not an easy avenue to change the engineering of the game to make it a new game. So, I'd rather invest time in something where people are getting something fresh every time. I guess is kind of how we chose to do that. And so we've kind of planned it out. We do a Nightmare Forest every January. We do something completely off the rails and different every August. So tell us a little bit more about how to play Nightmare Forest Alien Invasion then. 
So Alien Invasion is, you can even play it standalone, which is counterintuitive, calling it a co-op. But the idea is, if you play it by yourself, you can pick, you can play multiple characters because it is a cooperative function. So the idea is you, you either get a number of players or a number of characters you want to play. And there's a there's a system in it. You, you, you pick up a certain number of cards per tier. So there's the level one, two, three, and fours. And you shuffle them together. And there's a pattern in the manual that tells you if you're playing this many characters, this is how you deal it out. And then the idea is you have nine eight or seven turns depending on how hard you want the game to be to clear the forest we usually play it on an eight and we get beat up about 60 percent of the time which is good for a co-op and the idea is it's the same thing where you have dice pool and you have gear you can look for you flip the card and you fight the monster uh, the differences are a little subtler this time because you can combine attacks with other players in a, with using a certain mechanic in the game. And when you kill the monsters, you actually build a dice pool, uh, an experience pool, I'm sorry. Okay. And so instead of just automatically getting extra dice the farther you progress, you have to actually decide who gets them and buy them. So you're buying experience levels for people. There's little game stoppage or I can trigger a reroll by using some of the experience pool, but then you know somebody's not going to reach max level. And then it comes down to, once again, search gear, roll dice, kill the monsters. But once everybody's used all their dice each turn, you move the timer one, one turn, one turn. And if you run out of turns before you run out of monsters, you lose. Anybody dies, you lose. Nice. So it's it's uh, two of the reviewers called it a butt pucker factor. It's got a real fun <laughs> tension to it. That, um, we had I knew we had a fun mechanic when one of my blind test groups calls me and everybody's laughing and they'd finally like on their third or fourth play they got down they had one monster left they had two turns left they, they're like we got this we got this I'm like don't mock that board and they flipped it over and it was the pop up turret and it smoked three of them. Nice. Just, just because they were all standing around the same character, the same monster card, <laughs> they flipped it over and it shot. It killed all, you know, killed like half the party. And when people are laughing about losing and dying in a co-op, I feel like that you did a good job. And so that, I mean, it, that's really is the difference. You're you're working together to clear the forest. There's no restrictions in your movement patterns. There's no constraints on how you want to do it. Um, there is a smart way to do it and a dumb way to do it, but it's it's your choice and. The good thing we thought was with kids and families is as a parent, you can quarterback your kids, but they feel like they're making the choices and it becomes a, you know, a non flip the table experience for families, you know, kind of thing. So yeah, it's, it's very straightforward. It's just a, it's a co-op. You have a certain amount of resources, you decide how to allocate them and you have a, a, a goal to achieve as a team. And if you fail as a team, Y'all lose. If you win as a team, y'all win. So with uh, with the challenge of making the first game, Dead Run, what minor or major changes did you make with Alien Invasion that uh, that were that was going to make this into a uh, pleasant and more w- worthwhile experience? We really felt like the you kill stuff and gain experience to a pool, and mm-hmm. then you give people more choices to make mm-hmm. because it is definitely harder. Because the first one is I only have to outrun you. <laughs> this <laughs> one is everybody's got to kind of work together. There's there's some tricks to winning that people have to learn over playing it a couple times. Mm-hmm. I like I love co-ops. I love the. I know we we live in we, you know it's the whole line from Bad Boys ride together die together Bad Boys for life kind of feel and I like that and that was uh, that was a really major change um, the monsters some of the monsters are a little more powerful at the boss level and then instead of just having obstacles because the first one's a race uh, this one has traps so you don't nice. know they're coming and when they pop up if and the trick is this is cooperative you have a tendency to want to kind of bunch together. 
And but if you're too close to each other, when one of these things goes off, you can wipe out the whole party. So it's this you watch people play it and they're like rubber bands. They kind of pull together and pull apart, pull together, pull apart, because to do things with or to each other, you have to be in the same place. But then it puts you at high risk for the area effect things that can happen. And those were the things we wanted to add, you know, the, the whole okay no screw your neighbor now it's hey we work together or we're all going to get probed by the aliens and they're going to be more overlords and i think that was one of the major things was we gave you more control because a lot of people when they play dead run are like well i can't change my forest path i'm like well there's really no point because you don't know what's in front of you anyway and the whole idea was dead runs a foundation it's a simple everybody can play easy to teach easy to play now Dead, uh, alien Invasion is the next evolution and complexity step. When we get to Monstrous Horde, uh, Nightmare Force Monstrous Horde, which is the tower defense fantasy one, there's ranged combat, monsters have abilities, there's loot drops, there's a whole bunch of other things. So we, we keep taking that level up and up and up. And then when we do the last one, it'll be called uh, Nightmare Force Darkness Rising. And you'll find out what the backstory is of, for all three games. And all the bad guys from the three games come back for the fourth game. I was just thinking about it when you were talking about the butt pucker factor, which I love, um, of this game. And I was thinking, man, if you would have just known that when you made Dead Run and you could have made that an option for that game. Because, you know, when you think of zombie apocalypses and, you know, different zombie games, you know, that is what gets everybody. You know, that whole thing where it's like, oh, you know, the... The one guy almost made it out of the town, but then here comes a horde and, you know, swallows him <laughs> whole, you know. So it, it's it's cool to think about that that stuff now, that kind of thing. But, I mean, it's it's great for the alien invasion, too, because, again, it's like, you know, most what person hasn't watched an alien movie where it's like, okay, guys, we're, you know, we're here, we're together, you know, we're going to make it out, you know, kind of like your uh, Stranger Things or whatever, where it's like, okay, you know, everybody can make it, and then one person, you know, gets, you know, swallowed whole or whatever, so... Yeah, I was watching. It was I watched a series of movies. Was while I was working on the rules for that. I watched Starship Troopers, oh, nice. Fifth Element, and God, there was one other one. I don't remember what it was, but it was just kind of the the, the the three kinds of alien movies you can watch. And it was okay. And the backstory on these aliens are they're part of a giant conglomeration. And they're you know the oh it was a. Uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was the other one that nice. I watched. And so it's like they're, they've come to Earth because they're going to enslave you because they're part of a giant galactic corporation. So you get to do the, the, the tongue-in-cheek on that. But that's why all the aliens look different, so they're all visually interesting. One of the things we're going to do during the Kickstarter campaign is every day I'm going to post two alien pictures of an alien and then I'm going to ask the backers to go to the comment section and suggest race names for the ones I post every day. And the flavor text, because I did all the first ones. And this time when we did Lords of Rock, we asked for people to suggest parody song titles. Mm -hmm. And I love the community involvement. So we've, we're, we like with there, we listed everybody in the manual. Who we, when we used, we list them as songwriters in the manual because yeah. I like to do the thematic manual. So in this one, the manual actually looks like an, like an old X-Files folder, file folder from the <laughs> FBI. Nice. And so you'll be listed as special agent such and such if we use one of your alien names or your flavor text for the alien. So, so yeah, and it's just, it's for me, this whole, I work with so many people who, the gaming thing is I'm going to make the, I'm going to be the next Jamie Stegmeyer. I'm going to be the next Eric Lang. And I'm like, you realize you might as well just go buy a lottery ticket. If that's, that's why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer in 
I have all these weird ideas that creep into my head. I mean, uh, musty humans, Titan Wars, uh, engines of destruction. I mean, these are all things I've partially already designed because my wife and I'll be in a car and she'll say something in my brain. I'll go, ooh, let's make a weird game out of that. <laughs> and out it comes. And so I just figure I have fun ideas as long as I can keep making something and make enough money during these Kickstarter campaigns and sales to keep bringing the fun then that's all that's really important it's you know the it's it's a, the the business side is is for no other purpose than to fund fund the entertainment side for everybody else mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah well yeah well, nobody is going to be the next so-and-so you're going to be the first you and you know sometimes it's hard to accept that whole thing but it's it's good to know that that you know where you're at and you know where you're going so let's talk about the art is this the same artist that did dead run uh, no, he did Dead Run, and then all of a sudden he got fairly well. I, I can't. I didn't get to follow up with him. I know he started doing these really custom, like old school artsy Pokemon type sketches. I think they were like yeah. very classic Japanese. Yeah. And he's doing really well, and he he's got a deal with some company. And he's, so he got he, he basically moved right out of my price range. <laughs> um, so for this this one, I've got about six different artists now. I keep building up. A, I, I'll tell you, you, you got to build up a. a, a, a a stable of artists and um the guy who did uh dead run you know i can't i don't work with him now um the artist who did most of the gods in lords of rock he's really busy on a video game right now but he's going to come back for um he might do a get if we do a stretch goal he might do a guest 10 aliens guest you know do a guest spot do 10 aliens for this or he may very well likely work with me on um engines of destruction for august of next year okay. um so he's still around I, I met a group in uh south africa there's four artists down there that one guy does all my manuals he's doing the monsters for this one another guy in that group's gonna do the monsters for monsters horde and so it's just kind of find it and i want the and i want the art styles to differentiate so you know mm -hmm. the dead run was very gritty dirty kind of grungy style of and it was almost like a like a wet paintbrush look to it the aliens if you go to the kickstarter page at all look at it the aliens are very bright for the most part because mm -hmm. um, we all watch lots of alien movies and it's usually unless you're watching alien it's all brightly lit and mm -hmm. easy to see and so i wanted them to have that different look and then when we do uh, monstrous horror it's going to have a very um dungeons and dragons cartoon style art style to it Nice. So it's, it's it's about you know for me it's, if I'm gonna change the mechanic I'm gonna change the art style change the mechanic change the art style. Uh, when we do the manual for Monster Horror, everybody will love it. It's gonna look like the 1981 Monster Manual from a design standpoint. Very uh, very nostalgic kind of. It's gonna have that kind of funky retro black and white kind of look to it in places. And so it's it's always about looking ahead. How to how do you position what you're doing so. If I'm going to ask somebody for $25 on Kickstarter and I hand them something and they have two of the other things I already did, okay, these are all different. You're not just handing me the same thing over and over. That's 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 important. Yeah, it seems it seems like well, you know when I've talked to you, I talked to you last time, I talked to you this time. Um, it it really seems like you like to go for a nostalgia. A nostalgic theme where you know there's a couple of hidden bits here and there where it's like okay if you know if you're a fan of this you're gonna you're gonna really appreciate this if you you know if you've seen this or heard this you're gonna really dig this because we were when we were playing the lords of rock today my my wife was kind of laughing at some of the some of the set lists that were you know coming out oh, and yeah. stuff like that because you know there's one of the best ones came from a from a backer it was the one that's it's you'll everybody sees it when they open the box it's an infinity of destruction yeah that may be one of the most the most catchy song when we were when we were talking about doing an expansion for that before we we killed the expansion uh, there was one that was uh it was going to be for the king arthur band so the, the expansion we originally thought about was doing 
four groups of humans that are now trying to fight the gods off kind of thing. But it really just, it was, I'm just, I could have just gave you four more sets of gods and it was kind of the same thing. It would have, you know, it would have been less than the first one because people have been like, I played the first one. I don't care about getting more different people arts, you know? Yeah. And so I decided not to do it, but it was, it was going to be for the King Arthur group. It was was Morgana, Morgana feeling. So the, <laughs> the whole rip off of the Boston song more than a feeling. I was like, somebody said that one. I'm like, I wish I could use that. That's really good. And that was the thing was the community got, so we got almost 900 comments on that Kickstarter wow. because every day somebody was putting in there, you know, there was like 10, 15 people putting in suggestions every single day. And some of it was, you know, some of it was good. So it was like, no. And so it was just friggin' gold. Yeah. And that's why with the aliens, like I've only named one and it's the, it's the snail in the rocket pack with the bubble helmet. And they're called the snailians because they just got to do that. But it's like, it's that if you played nightmare forest dead run, you know, there's an undead snail in it. Most people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, this is that. So we're, there's going to be this snail in this one, this robot, you know, the space snail, the snailian in this one. And then we're going to do a giant snail in the third one. <laughs> And then we also put my wife's dog in all three games. So you have Frank, the undead pug in the first one. And then you have Frank, the little guy driving the robot, you know, robot space spacecraft on the, on the planet. And then we're going to do Frank, the, the giant, either he's going to be a blink dog or some kind of like dinosaur looking dog in the third one. So nice. we're going to, I haven't told her this yet, but I'm probably going to make him the ultimate bad guy in the last game. Nice. Nice. So, is, <laughs> so is, is one of her dogs, uh, one of the roadies in, uh, the Lords of rock too? Oh, the story of Sophie. So Sophie is actually in all the games. Um, There's a game store in Plano near where we live here in Texas, and it's called Madness Games and Comics. And my wife and I met at Friday Night Magic there. It was a little tiny store. Now it's like a 19,000 square foot comic book game store. They have their, I think they're the largest U.S. Friday Night Magic is like six, 700 people, something like that every Friday. That doesn't even sound like fun with that many people. Just it's to... it's loud, yeah. but Chris, the owner, has always been somebody who will stop and talk business with us and tells us, you know, this is how pricing should work. I run a big game store, so, you know, listen, and I've always been a firm believer. If somebody's going to give you advice for free, listen. <laughs> listen you know, unless it's, unless it's Bob, this guy Bob walking down the street, you don't know. Well, Chris, yeah, his name's Chris Mettler. Uh, I mean, he owns this big, giant, wildly successful gaming store, and he goes, if you're going to do games, you know, do this, plan it around these things and make sure you hit these beats. And I'm like, okay, I wrote it all down. And, and he's got a, he's got a Shih Tzu named Sophie who basically lives in the store. As, as long as he's at the store, she's at the store and she walks around the store and everybody knows her. Everybody knows not to feed her. Well, she kind of became like this little inspiration. So she's got her, she's got her own card and she's on the back of the box of thrash car. She's a, she's a, a booster card in dumpster brawl. And she's on the back of that box. She's on the back of Nightmare Forest. She's a uh, survivor, so she helps you. She's the roadie in Lords of Rock in uh, Alien Invasion. She's gonna be a she's a she's a uh, survivor again, but we gave her alien antennas <laughs> this time. And then for uh, the back of the Lords of Rock box, if you look over Cthulhu's shoulder, you'll see her riding shotgun. Mm, nice. So it's we, we also if you got any of the game mats, we hid her on the game mats. She's <laughs> hidden in the crowds on the game mats. So it's become we've started this little tradition of it used to be you just, we just put her right out there for everybody to see. And now it's you got to you, know, you have to find Sophie. She's on the poker card box somewhere. She's on the micro game box somewhere. So we we had a lot of fun with that. So she's just she's this sweet little dog who's the dog of this guy who's become our friend and and, was, and we we think of him as a 
patron, I guess. He, he's very inspirational. He's very, very honest and very good at helping us get started. And so we honor him by, because we love Sophie, so we put her in all the games. And I get people give me crap. They're like, oh, you're, you're sucking up. No, I'm not. I love the dog. She's awesome. And everybody who sees it asks about it. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, <clears throat> that's awesome. Too funny. All right, so let's get down to brass tacks then. Let's talk about, you know, let's talk about how much we're looking for the game and Let's talk about what, you know, what other things that we're looking for, you know, if we get to certain pledge levels. Okay. So the, the game's going to retail just like the last one for 30. We're going to have it up on the Kickstarter for 25. Let's see. I'm sitting here at my computer. I should probably bring up the Kickstarter page <laughs> so I can remind myself because I've been building two Kickstarter pages at the same time. Got Dawn of the Archmage, which is the one for later this year. I've been starting to build the page out because I'm a firm believer you can't have a good Kickstarter page early enough for people to go look at it. And I got, I got, I got, I got people I know who don't let anybody see it to like the day before they launch it. I'm like, that's never good. No. So what we're doing this year is um, Kickstarter has this special thing called the 100 that they're doing here in January. So we actually added there's two levels of 25. There's the first one called classified files. And what you'll actually get is a physical coloring book for free along with the game when we do it but only for the first hundred people so i had a guy called it early bird i said not really because an early bird implies you're getting an extra discount because you're doing it early what we're just doing is giving you a non-game component a non-game thing as a thank you for being an early backer and to participate because kickstarter sent us an email saying hey would you participate in this so we figured out a way to participate in it so then the level after that's called lone gunman it's just 25 dollars. you just you get the game all stretch goals I, I try not to i didn't do we quit doing collector's editions because we found out they were just a nightmare to manufacture and fulfill unless yeah. you're unless you're a, a jamie stegmeyer somebody who's gonna know you're gonna have five six thousand backers then you can actually doesn't become honestly a pain in the ass yeah the special agent level allows you to get a copy of Nightmare Forest and a copy of Alien Invasion, both at 25, so you get two games for 50 instead of buying them at the store for 60. And then there's also the option of, uh, we call it Director Carter, um, which is a nod to Chris Carter and the uh, Director Skinner. So this got a whole X-Files theme running through it just because we couldn't help ourselves. <laughs> we were doing a net, we're doing another game mat for Alien Invasion, and the game mats are big. They're three feet by two feet. So they're they're ma- they're massive. So it's basically a thirty five dollar upcharge to get a game mat. But ever we we, I had to print extras recently because everybody's going please 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 can we have one? And so what we made sure we did was the layout on this mat is an is is enough like the first one that even though the art's pretty much different, you can use the same mat for either game. Because I don't want to I don't want to be Apple. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's you know here if you buy one of the mats, you can use it for any of the games. They'll just be like a little thing on our website that says if you're using the Alien Invasion map, do this. But the grid is the same, and it, it'll work as long as people kind of pay attention. And then we do the I Want to Believe, which is both games and a mat. And then there's the two there's two 250 levels. One's called Skulder, and one's called Mully. And you get to be one of the little character punch-outs that you play the game with. Punch-outs were only part of the collector's edition in the first one. I've changed manufacturers, so I have a better I have a better opportunity to do extra things and just roll it all into just being part of the base game. So I, and I'm very big about making sure my games are balanced from a male and female representation standpoint. So there's three male characters, three female characters, so there's there's, there's choices. But, I mean, that's pretty much it. The the, the goal is 10,000. Uh, I think I figured it out. It's like I, only, I need, like, right around 300 backers to hit the first first notch. Then we will 
upgrade the cards, just the standard upgrade the card stock, lint and finish. And then we start going into some things. I got to scroll down to it because I've been playing with it over and over. <laughs> um, there's a the, 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 the tracker card for the turns. There's going to be an upgrade. We'll upgrade it from just a card to a punch out. So it'll be nice and heavy and durable. This one's going to be pretty beefy because uh, we're going to do two stretch goals. We're going to do extra co- extra cards, which will probably be a combination of an extra gear item or two and some more aliens. We'll do that twice, but we're going to use we're going to use my artist who is working with me for Dawn of the Archmage. He's going to do one batch as a guest, and I'm either going to do Andorra or this this artist we call her Pow P O W. She may do the other batch, and so we'll do two two stretch goals of uh, extra cards. We've got the idea of uh, people really like the custom dice bag we did for Dead Run, so we will probably offer that as a, as a stretch goal, like a farther out one. And everything else is kind of a secret right now. Perfect. Wow. Uh, we did create a mini game to go with this one as well. That's become a new fun little thing for us to do. Mm-hmm. It's called Utter Terror, U D D E R, and it's a two-player game. It comes with about thirty-six cards in a little little box, and each of you plays an alien, and you're trying to capture the most cows out of the pasture. <laughs> <laughs> it's two two players, less than ten minutes. It's and basically any of the levels you buy, if you throw five dollars on it, you'll get the the stretch. You'll get the uh, little the mini game to go with it. Nice. I'm glad you I'm glad you decided to do that instead of the probe the probe extan- expansion. That would that <laughs> it would've. was very hard not to figure out some way to work Eric Cartman comment into this game somewhere because it just kept screaming for it, <laughs> and I was just like, no, I don't want to anger South Park guys because. They, they'll get you if, yeah, <laughs> if, yeah. If, you, if they find out anybody we, has done anything what we really wanted to do a spoofy pack of, uh, of zombies for the first one that were all Disney animals but it was a, a instead of looking like the humanized Disney animal it would look like the actual animal it's based on but be wearing tattered version of the animated clothing and a friend of mine was like that's really really awesome you will get this oblivion suit out of you. And I'm like, I know. So there's there's a little secret file with those those art in it, but we'll probably never release it. <laughs> you just show your friends every once in a while and whatever. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, it sounds like you guys got everything handled, ready for January 24th to come upon us and uh, fund another great game. So, man, I really that... appreciate you coming on and talking about it again. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. It's, I, I like talking about it i of course that'll be that'll last right up until this weekend at pax because uh, last year at pax it was doors opened and i talked for eight hours straight three days straight and on the way home i had literally lost my voice but it was it's so much fun to have that many people walk by and want to talk to you about what you're doing and, and we're just we're a little bit bigger a little bit bigger we're gonna have I think we'll have about 50 copies of Dead Run for with us there, and once those are gone, it is literally other than getting it from a gaming store because the, there is some in distribution. It'll be it'll be out it'll be gone until uh, you can get them through the, this Kickstarter as an add-on, or uh, I get the reprint done, which will be done at the same time. So, and, I, and I'll, I'll bug you to come back and talk about Dawn of the Archmage because that's the one that has minis in it, and everybody's going. Looney Tunes about when, when we're going to put that one out because it's got we got some I found an artist who does just amazing sculptures and we're uh, we're leveraging that as hard as we possibly can to the, the whole Solar Flare Games philosophy if I'm going to do it I will spend a bunch of my own money extra money first to make it as nice as I possibly can and then bring it to people to enjoy and that's kind of what we're trying to do with that so yeah and who and who doesn't love minis so I mean people are going to be writing checks left and right so it'll be awesome to well, talk to you about that that's the funny thing I'm, I'm not a minis guy and so I, I've I had never 
really looked into it. And mm-hmm. so it's been a really interesting learning experience. Uh, you know, I've got some, uh, I got, I'm printing a full set of resin minis and having a guy paint them for the, for the picture. So everybody can see what they look like. And what we'll probably do is either, uh, we'll either put one backer level where I'll, during the Kickstarter, once it's funded, I'll put a, put a backer level up. This is allows somebody to buy that one painted set. And this is the original prototype painted set. I think people will enjoy that. So oh, we're trying yeah. to, we try, we just try to make it fun. It really, this is, this is not about driving to the bank and cashing people's checks it's really is about i think when i got the, i got a letter recently uh, email from a lady in england she goes hey i found this game dead run in my store and i bought it we've been playing it for like five hours straight this is the greatest thing ever and i'm like that's why we do it that's yeah. that's that's the fun part so just trying to we're starting to get you know i feel like we're starting to get out there and people get to know us the more people like you we talk to that just that seem to, to enjoy what we do that's that's i think that's the goal more than more than anything else and if we can make enough money to keep making games we'll just keep making games wonderful man i love it so again guys go out january 24th go to kickstarter get nightmare forest alien invasion and Let's talk about what's the dog's name again? I can never remember. I'm so bad. Sophie. Sophie. See if you can find Sophie. out. See if you can find where Sophie is, and we'll talk about that. So, <laughs> again, Dave, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate oh, it. Thank you for giving me the time to talk. Legends of Tabletop Podcast, creating legends one die at a time.